Hello, this is a hypothetical question each week with me, Graham, in Belfast, and my tightrope walking friend in Glasgow, Jake. Hello, Jake. Tightrope walking. Yeah, I was thinking about how often you nearly got sacked from that job. <laughs> that job that we're not allowed to talk about. Yep. Right, That's okay. the one. Okay, for legal reasons. <laughs> we're not allowed to talk about that job. I mean, see if you think about it, we could have worked on anything. I was once talking to this guy and he wasn't allowed to tell people what his job was. And he would like he had something to do with like Missiles, right? Um, I don't know. Um, maybe I probably shouldn't say this because <laughs> people will be like, "It's the man who controls the missiles." Shit. Was he Korean? <laughs> no. That's the only missile person I know these days. I thought oh. maybe even it's like drone pilot or something like that. I might just have yeah. made up missiles. Be interesting. So, Jake, I'm going to throw it to you for uh, week three. Okay. Why don't week you three. tell me, please, your hypothetical question for this week? Okay. Well, my hypothetical question of the week, this week of the week, is if you had the ability to know when someone was going to die, but you can't tell them what would you do? Oh. <clears throat> is it one person or do I know when everybody's going to die? So it's like it's like a power. Like I imagine you've got to do like some Professor Xavier type thing where like you put your, your two fingers on your head mm -hmm. and then you know. But you've got to like be in the presence of the person then put your two fingers on your head and go... <clears throat> And then Sounds I know like how they're going to die. And then you know how they're going to die. But the caveat is that you can't tell them. Uh, doesn't the caveat go around your neck? It's like a scarf thing. That's a cravat. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I think I would start with trying to tell them in a very, very subtle way. Um. Right. So, for example, when we got to their last 30 days, obviously I know that it's their last 30 days. Yeah, so you can, the... like, I, I don't imagine you can tell them directly, but I imagine, like, say you were the person who was going to be going <clears throat> on the, the plane, you know, in the film Final Destination. Oh, yes. Like, just before, like, obviously, on the run-up to that person's holiday, you would maybe be like, you know, maybe it would be good if you just, you know, stayed at home. It's not convincing enough, though, because they will say why. So, I mean, my my thinking is... Home Alone? <laughs> These wet bandits, they're everywhere. My thinking is that if when they got down to their final sort of 30 days, their final month, mm -hmm. I would get them an advent calendar. And behind each window each day would be a tiny little hint to try and 
tell them how they were going to die, unless, of course, it's something that, you know, the, the, the method of death is just uncontrollable. But, like, behind window one, it could just say, smell gas. You know, maybe there's a leak <laughs> in the house. Yeah. Behind window <laughs> one, I don't want to give them a clue. <laughs> my, give it away. So we'll start off really subtle. What are you going to put behind door number one, James? So smell well, put, gas. Yeah, okay. I might put smell gas at day twenty nine. Right. Okay. But at window one, you could put. <laughs> Are you making the most? <laughs> yeah, are you making the most of life? <laughs> and, and obviously, a little chocolate just to <laughs> boost the day. <laughs> what? Um, I mean, it would just be weird if you were like, I like say it was the stove, right? If it's going to go up in flames. Right, or was letting out the gas, which inevitably was going to kill you. Um, like, could you take the person shopping for like a new stove? Would that be okay? Oh, I don't know because you are effectively fixing the problem, and you wouldn't always be able to do that with people because someone who may uh, die in an accident. <clears throat> like a road accident, you can't necessarily not have them be in the car at that time or whatever it happens to be. I mean, you could slash the tires. You could. I mean, this is, it's quite sort of Groundhog Day because doesn't he do that? Doesn't he stop people dying? Because every day is the same for him. And I think in the film, somebody tries to maybe kill themselves or something like that and he he saves them. Yeah, he uh, eventually works out how to save them, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he only knows that because he's having the same day every day, whereas I will know how you're going to die just from doing the finger to the temples thing. <laughs> <laughs> that. And you've also got to make that noise. That noise just goes with it. Well, and I don't necessarily have to save anybody. I just can't tell them. So. Yeah, you just can't tell anybody. So say you're at work, that undisclosed job that we're not allowed to talk about, and you put your fingers in your temples and you look at the person that you don't like in the office and then you just go... Great. Because if the way that they die isn't necessarily bad... Maybe you would just leave it, you know, if you if you just went in your sleep. Yeah, but it, that's and... kind of like un, unavoidable, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's no real onus on me to to have to tell everybody or want to tell anybody because some of the ways of dying are okay compared to other ways. Yeah, I once asked right. a friend of mine how he wouldn't like to die. Okay. Um, and he said to me, well, he sort of put the question back on me and he said, what do you, and I went, well, in a, in a fire, I think that would be dreadful. Truly, like, 
properly. No way. I think that's just awful. And he went, oh, yeah, that's bad. I, I wouldn't like to be eaten by a shark. Right. And I, and I thought, but you live in Ireland. It's like saying I don't want to get eaten by a lion. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, no, mine's is, that's a proper way. Like I'm, you, yeah. if you got at by a shark, I'd say you were really, really unlucky <laughs> that you were attacked by a man-eating shark off the coast of the Irish Sea <laughs> <laughs> in one of the most polluted seas in the world. <laughs> the shark was on his holidays. <laughs> Maybe it's the one from Jaws and Avenge that's just swept by no, the no, Irish Sea. Oh, yeah, the one, that to the, goes, <laughs> the one that knows how to get to the Bahamas. <laughs> Do you think you could tell people like that you've got the power? Then so whether they believe you're some not. kind of superhero. <clears throat> Whether they believe you or not, also you could make money out of it. If you could prove that 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 you could do that, and then go, "Oh, see, I told you. I knew that was going to happen. I told you. Now they're dead." Um, you could charge for people, but the thing is, you can't outrun death. That's the whole point. So you might be able to change the way you die, but you'll still die eventually. Yeah. Anyway, who wants to live forever? Like Queen, the song. Who wants to live forever? Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about Queen still going. Really? I love Queen, but I just feel like they need to just go home now. You, you need to go home now, Brian. You don't need to play anymore. But I like playing my guitars. But you can play the guitar in the home, Brian. I don't like going home. I'm going to play with Roger. <laughs> Roger sometimes can't bend his arms all the way, and it needs to be his, his, um, his son. That does some of the drums. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if I like, he can't like bend his arms all the way. I think I might have just made that up. But for some of the songs, his uh, son does some of his drums. All right. Didn't know that. But like, Phil I think Collins, if you get to the point in a band where you need someone else to do your bit, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know, I don't need someone else to come in and press some buttons on the keyboard during my shift. Ooh, but you work with computers, game. You're giving it away. <laughs> it could be with missiles. Um, but you know what I mean? If I got to the point where I went, I can't press all the keys anymore. Uh-huh. I need to get someone else in. I'll, I'll bring my child. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's like an ongoing theme because I think Phil Collins' son, because I don't think Phil Collins can even play the drums anymore. Is his son called Colin? What's this? Celebrity tipping point? That's a dreadful show, that is. 
<laughs> Do they have those machines? Uh, I'm not sure what they're called, but they're in fun fairs, and you put like the the two pence in or the ten yeah. p, and then you uh, it's this show. You know, that you try to knock down all the two p's, the ten p's into the tray. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what do you call those? I would just call them like penny machines. Uh, okay. Like a penny falls or... Yeah, I mean, you could call it penny falls, yeah. I would just mm. say, can I, like... If I was a child, I would say, like, oh, could I get money for, like, the two-pence machine or whatever? <clears throat> mm-hmm. I guess, like, coin dragger. Yeah, coin dragger. <laughs> or a coin pusher. That would be the name of it, surely, a coin pusher, not a coin dragger. Well, that's what this show is, this tipping point, isn't it? Except they just drop a desk and go, nothing happened there, Brian. <laughs> oh, it's a rider. I like your terminology <laughs> that they've got in it. Oh, and it's flat. As if that makes it more exciting when you like... <laughs> like you can just hear them in the pitch meeting going, and we've got some great catchphrases for you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when one coin falls on top Comes of the other coin, you say, Oh, it's a rider, I'm afraid. A rider, okay, I'll write that down. Rider, <laughs> rider, okay. yeah. And what's the other situation? And like, if it lands and it like bounces, you know, it'll go, um, and it goes. Uh, uh, but there's a chance that it's coming back in so it could jump up and top of another one and it settles you go oh and it's flat oh it's flat right i'll put that down flat so that's when it comes down and the two side of the thing lies flat okay (laughs) it's flat (laughs) and then um, we throw in some like prize discs so if you get Mm -hmm. like a prize over the side you know We'll give away some prizes. What kind of prizes, you ask? Flat prizes. No, like, you know, like things that nobody wants. Like, oh, we've booked you for a quad biking experience. <laughs> <laughs> a I always find that. I always find that with family fortunes, you always get something that it's a... Uh, you know, an aeroplane jump. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> sure, why don't you just stab me? I mean, it's better when you like look back at like programs like Bullseye and they're like, you've won a speedboat. <laughs> but but I live in a flat. <laughs> I live in a high-rise flat, Jim. Oh, well, I guess you'll be paying a fee for that. <laughs> that's my that's my Jim impression. That's very good because it's always Tony's voice going. Your friends will be jealous with this speedboat. <laughs> I've already got a speedboat. Oh, uh, your your friends will be jealous. It's a lawnmower. Living a living a high rise flat. <laughs> no garden. Why be pushing it around? When you could be sitting on it, it's a self-driving lawnmower. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we Fed got up. to this. 
fed up getting robbed. It's a burglar alarm. <laughs> and then obviously there's someone at the at the wee thing and they're just pushing the buttons as they're going in. That's what the model's doing. Boop, 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 boop. It's a whole new family sedan from Volvo with wind panelling. <laughs> the latest cassette recordings. <laughs> you can listen to Bully on the Go. Everybody loves a bit of Bully. <laughs> Except kids at school. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody likes to be bullied at school. Anyway, I think we've talked that one through successfully. Yeah, I would say so too. So, Graham. What is your question? Well, I'm going to see a, a little bit different. Still hypothetical, of course, but I'm going to see if we can hypothetically guess the password to Dennis Nedry's computer in Jurassic Park. You know that, ah, uh, 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 didn't say the magic word. Yeah. I think that's what he says. What do you think the password was? Because Sam, Sam Jackson couldn't get it. Yeah, and Sam Jackson's like, he's pretty clued in. Yeah, he he hadn't really hit the big time at that point. I think he was still, it's before Pulp Fiction, obviously, but, you know, he was very much a, a supporting character. Was he shaft like, yet? No, no. All that stuff came after. So he was still relatively yeah. unknown? Yeah, he was he was a supporting actor so he would always be like you know the buddy cop thing he'd be like the the other cop rather than the lead right okay um not that i can judge his career but yeah. he, he hit the big time with pulp fiction and snakes on plane <laughs> i've had it which i i haven't seen but uh i can guess how it goes <laughs> it's um it's quite good do you know Snakes in a Plane is actually a sequel? Right. To what? Um, eggs on a Plane? No, nope, it's actually the sequel. <laughs> Snake eggs on a plane. Snake eggs on a Plane? No. It's, Which is a dreadful film, but Snakes on a Plane is very good. It's a sequel to the film Snakes on a Train. Uh. Are you making that up? No, 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 that's true. That sounds made up, but I'll I'll give you it. <laughs> give it. Right, okay, well, I'm glad you'll allow it. Um, but I'll it check it true. out on the internet after this. Okay, so um, I'm open to you having a guess to see what you hypothetically think Dennis's password would be on the for the security system. Is It, it turns off the fences, doesn't it? Is that what it does? Well, I think they need to do it so they can do like a full system reset. But the only way around it is to like turn the power off and on so it does a reset. Um, I believe that's how it works anyway. Um, right. You know, I just seen this film in the cinema like a couple of weeks ago. Like I went and I saw like a re-release of it. Um. But I think it would either be something like, obviously, because the magic word is please. 
So, like, obviously, I think that's how they get themselves locked out. Because it's, like, turn back on the security system. And then it's, like, no. Turn back on the security system when he pops up. Uh-uh-uh, you didn't say the magic word. So I reckon please must have something to do with his password. Yeah, that would be obvious because the magic word is please. Yeah. Um, I think the password could have been something like <coughs> Cretaceous Place. What? Cretaceous Place. Cretaceous Because... Place. Yeah, because... <laughs> all, the, all the dinosaurs are not from the Jurassic era. They're all from the Cretaceous period. And I was trying to think of another word for park, and all I could think of was place. Cretaceous place. So, Cretaceous place. Or he could have been looking at Richard Attenborough and his password could be Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I found this out as well. So see, the same year that um, Jurassic Park came out, I think that was was like 95, I think. Right. Early 90s, yeah, around there maybe. Like, it's the very next year <clears throat> he does Miracle in 34th Street. All right. So, like, and I've had a look, like, at his filmography. So, like, obviously, he's in stuff before Jurassic Park. But, obviously, Jurassic Park is a big push. Well, he's he's a director, mainly. Like, he directed Yeah, he films. directed Chapman. Um, Chaplin, Gandhi. Uh, I think he won an Oscar for both of those. Yeah, I think so. But he used to be in films. He's in The Great Escape. Yeah, he is in The Great Escape. But that's that's of note. <laughs> Along with Steve McQueen, who isn't dressed like a prisoner at all. Yeah. <laughs> He's just there in his jeans and a leather jacket. Yeah, actually, that's true. <laughs> I'm Steve McQueen. All the rest of them are in like overalls and he's going, hey! It's me, Steve McQueen. The coolest cat. The American man. <laughs> that's true, actually. What is your um, favourite like escape film? Um, oof. Tough one. I might, I might have to go with Great Escape. I can't think of that many um, offhand that I really, really would go back and watch again. But the Great Escape is pretty great for an escape. Although it takes them all bloody day to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> Christmas Day mainly. I would argue one of the best escape films ever made. Is a parody and it's Chicken Run. Okay, Graham. So the password is um, Fidelio. That's, Fidelio. That's the password in Eyes Wide Shut. Have you ever seen that? Yes, I have seen that. That's how he gets into the party because he finds out the password from some jazz pianist. 
And he goes, oh, there's weird things going on at this party. Here's the password to get in the door. But you have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And he's got a mask on and he's got a cape on. And he goes in and he sees all this really strange and odd behavior, a bit sort of cultish. But obviously, yeah. he thinks he's safe because he knows the password to get in. <laughs> um, but they find out that he's not supposed to be there. Yeah. But it's okay because he had these eyes wide shut. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think... I can't remember which Jim Curry Curry, uh, Curry film it is. Jim Curry. (laughs) Yeah, I've just combined Tim Curry and Jim Jim Curry. Curry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like like if you put them into the transporter thing in the fly. You would get <laughs> quite a serious actor with a rubber face. Do you want a balloon, Georgie? Our pet's heads are falling off. <laughs> Anyway, I think it's maybe a liar, liar, actually. Um, Jim, Jim Carrey. I was running a red light um, on speed. <laughs> Jim Carrey leans over to the guy and he whispers and he goes, the password is... No, that's in... Nipple. That's in... Oh, no, that's the cable, cable guy. Cable guy, yes, now the password yeah. is, is nipple, yes. Yeah. <laughs> password is nipple. The password is. Nipple. I'm not saying that. <laughs> That's a good film. Yeah. Matthew Broderick's great at playing like the straight man. Very underrated film. <clears throat> yeah. Got panned when it came out because he'd done so many kind of funny. You know, sort of farce films. Yeah, like weird characters in a row. So you probably had like Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and then they were like, "Oh, it was come on." It was because it was so like he was playing it so straight, but it was really dark, funny. Speaking of Matthew Broderick, I don't know if you know this, right? So see if I told you. That there was a film starring Matthew Broderick. I wouldn't believe you. Right. <laughs> not, not in this day and age. <laughs> right. Okay. There's a film starring <clears throat> Matthew Broderick, Dustin Hoffman, and Natalie Brothers. Right? Right. Who do you think the third brother would be? Is this a real thing? This is a real film. And see, when I tell you, you're going to be shocked and you're going to be like, shut up, this isn't a real film. Uh, and it is. Steve Gutenberg. No, it's Sean Connery. No. It is. What's the film? 
family business. Right. Never heard of it, but I um I'm... Do you want to know the the funniest part of it? Is it the um, is it... it's not it's not just the fact that they're all playing brothers. Mm-hmm. They're all playing Italian brothers. <laughs> And not a single one of them is Italian. Yeah, one of them's very much Scottish and yeah, very, very much Scottish. And and refuses to act otherwise. <laughs> no, this is me. Don't know what voice that like, was. <clears throat> it's 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 a very like I don't think they knew what the film wanted to be. Because mm-hmm. like there's funny bits in it. Other than dreadful, that was the only thing they thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's. I would recommend you watch it because obviously, like, it's got a great cast, and like, you would never think that Dustin Hoffman and Sean Connery and that would and um oh, just forgot his name, Matthew Broderick. Already. Matthew Broderick would be in the film together, um. But there you go. Well, what else do you think so the password might be? Family business. Family business. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> you just put in, you just put in the gift from um, from Alan Pat Partridge when he's at the funeral <laughs> and he just finds out that he's getting his job back. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that concludes week three, Jake. We're on a roll. A sausage roll. So, tune in again for uh, more hypothetical questions and or situations in which we say a question, talk about it for about a minute, and then talk about a lot of unrelated stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think next week we should try and stay more on topic. I don't think it will happen. But we can hope for the best. Right. Same time next week. Um, Bye. Bye Bye-bye.